Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and you're listening to episode 143 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer education, tips, tools, strategies, and insights to help us get the most out of our life and our relationships that we possibly can. So welcome to episode 143 entitled Emotional Affairs and relationship neglect. Again, uh, as I often talk about in um, these episodes, um, so much of uh, how we behave and our expectations in our modern adult relationships stem from the kind of backdrop we grew up in. Uh, What was our family system like overtly and covertly, explicitly and implicitly, the messages that we picked up directly and indirectly about how to behave, how to relate, what to expect from relationships, what was okay behavior and what wasn't. Um, And then, of course, we get into adult relationship and we partner up with somebody who has their own family system version of those things. And then, fingers crossed, we we figure out a way to, to navigate those. Um, And I wanted to look at some of the elements today um, that make us vulnerable, um, that make our relationship vulnerable, um, and that I think sometimes need to be given more precedence than they they often should. Um, And one of those is the idea of emotional affairs. Um, I think sometimes these are underplayed, the degree of importance or how much of a red flag emotional affairs can actually be when we're going outside of our relational dynamic to get our validation, to get our approval, to get our acknowledgement, um, that we're getting an an emotive uplift from talking to somebody else other than our partner. Um, And that's not to say that we don't uh, want to have meaningful relationships other than our partner. You know, it's uh, we used to be a part of a tribe and you know, we, we, we grew up in a collective not so long ago, um, which meant that our emotional needs, our support and our connection was not solely the job of one other individual. And, and now we seem um, uh, more so in some areas of the world, less so in others, but the trend towards making one person responsible for our emotional well-being, our stability, um, our financial well-being, our um, erotic life. Um, that's a lot of pressure to place on on another individual. So we're not saying that we shouldn't have meaningful relationships outside of our intimate relationship, outside of our romantic partnership. But when we are taking certain conversations, certain moments of vulnerable sharing, um, and we're we're doing them with somebody else consistently other than our partner, then 
we may need to be looking at what that says about our relationship. Um, you know, I'm spending time having wonderful, uplifting conversations uh, with somebody else at the expense or whilst neglecting my primary relationship. Or because I've said and shared these poignant things with a friend or a work colleague that I now no longer see the need um, or have the urgency to share them with my partner. And I think actually, if we if we do share anything of substance, if we have conversations of significance, that we are looking for the opportunity to reopen that space and revisit it with our partner if we think it's it's poignant, you know. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend, you know, for per se. Um, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend today and we were talking about some of the experiences of our past and how that's influenced um, our views on the world. Um, and it struck me that um, that might be something you'd be interested in knowing about me. So I'm wondering uh, when we get a chance or if you're okay to hear me now, um, uh, could I talk to you, my beloved partner, about the things that that, that my friend and I talked about today? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm continuing to put in the effort to reach out towards my partner. And and again, depending on what we call, you know, how our emotional bids are received, um, it can be very tempting. You know, here I am reaching out towards my partner and I get a ho-hum kind of reaction. By comparison, when I reach out to my friend or my um, new acquaintance, I'm, I'm getting a far more excited, animated response to the delivery of my message, to my presence, you know, the way my partner used to do towards me and the way that I used to do towards my partner. And this is where this idea of neglect comes in, that consistently over time, if we're not continuing to put the effort in, make space for each other, really understand how important it is to continue to show interest in one another. We don't have to be um, leaping off the walls um, we're probably not going to be always in the same space that we first had in that early dopamine, oxytocin, wondrous honeymoon phase rush of the early stage of the relationship. That's that's its own kind of experience. Um, but consistently over time, we are understanding the importance of not neglecting the relationship dynamic, that we are continuing to show an enthused interest in our partner and invite them to do the same for us, um, you know, because um, otherwise, again, this leaves us open to more emotionally receptive advances from others. It's almost the same paradigm as if we talk about physical affairs. You know, all of a sudden from this third party, I'm getting the kind of intensity that I, and, and, and energy and attention at the kind of level that I used to get from my partner in the early days um, and that I used to willingly give, but now I'm kind of getting resentful or I'm getting a very dialed down, lukewarm version now. And um, um, and again, if I, want, if I want the energy and if I want that engagement to amplify, probably um, the first thing I need to do is, is start giving it back to my partner in a non-agended non way. How do I start guiding 
and reinvigorating the emotional undercurrent of our relationship by, by requesting time with my partner, by sharing certain elements with my partner. Because, um, you know, this, this conversation bears repeating. This conversation, I, you know, this, 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 this conversation that, that ended up being quite meaningful and significant that I had with a work colleague today is, is again, would this be something that would be um, uh, well worth sharing as a reinvestment back into my relationship with my romantic partner rather than going, ah, it doesn't really matter. Um, we, you know, it's these little moments where we, where we, where we can put that little bit of effort and attention and that reinvestment and continue to reinvest back in our relationship because it, you know, it would be lovely um, if our relationships, you know, turn, turned out like fairy tales and the, the old, and they went through all the struggle at the start they put in, they overcame, and then from then on, it was happily ever after. Um, rather than if we want our happily ever after, we have to understand that that, that doesn't effortlessly appear. Um, it requires continued work, investment, and dedication. Um, and in the early days, you know, that, that doesn't seem to be such a big deal. I, I mean, I'm so enamored and enthused with this person. They're fresh and they're new. So that's, it seems easier to do. Um, but over time, can I, can I still continue to put in? Um, because otherwise, as I say, uh, you know, this slow neglect comes into the relationship. Slowly we drift apart. And then again, what does that make me or my partner vulnerable to? It makes us vulnerable to people showing interest in our thoughts, in our feelings, and in us physically, um, that we're not getting at a level or even remotely at a level that we used to get from some, you know, from our partner. And again, I think I've done an episode in the past about keeping standards up in relationship. It's so important that we that we understand that we need to continue to make the, these investments. And that paradoxically, there are going to be moments where I don't, you know, I feel a bit resentful about doing that. But I know to serve both both of us and the bigger picture of our relationship that I've chosen to be in, there are going to be moments where I'm not going to want to reach out. I'm not going to want to share or I'm not going to want to hear my partner. But I'm recognizing those very poignant, pivotal moments and going, but in the bigger scheme of things, it's worth me tuning in now and and hearing or being vulnerable and sharing. Because again, if we're not getting the kinds of emotional reactions consistently over time, if we're not getting interest shown in us, then this is likely to cause us to shut down and withdraw more and more. But of course, then we're going to be looking for a third party or parties because I'm not now not getting that um, energetic exchange, that, that, those, that, that need for connection met here, well, now I'm vulnerable to doing it somewhere else. So again, if we're noticing that either we are starting to engage um, in, a, in a fairly um, intense and meaningful exchange as a substitute for doing that in our relationship, then I would regard that as a red flag and um, it needs some attention. I'm not saying necessarily, you know, it might be really okay. There's or all above board, it's just somebody who really seems to, you know, we we enjoy our conversation and dialogue and there's no other subtext. It's just really a good good connection. Um, but again, we're making sure 
that we're not substituting that connection with that person for something that should um, should be in our relationship. I'm a bit nervous about shoulds um, that we would want, that we would actively choose to still have in our intimate relationship. Um, forget the should. That's a, that's a implied external imposition um, rather than no. This is something I would want to still continue to have with my partner. Um, and so we're recognizing. Um, and as I've talked about in previous episodes, even if we have to make it a bit more structured and schedule it in, that, you know, let's say uh, every second Friday night, that's me and my partner's night, we sit down, we put the social media stuff aside and we engage. Because again, social media offers us that way to go outside our relationship and get into highly vigorous, highly energized, highly emotive exchanges online. Um, and so we're, we're open to, you know, there's a lot of distraction um, and a lot of easy distraction that takes us out of continuing to be willing um, to be an adult and be present and willingly invest in uh, our relationship going forward. So that if we're making potentially some formalized time between ourselves and our partner, I don't necessarily and each to their own as to what a couple thinks they would need to uh, to do there, whether that's we need to at least once a week um, spend two or three hours together just sharing it of ourselves, not talking about the kids, not, not uh, you know, getting too distracted and wound up in politics, or I'm complaining about your family, you're complaining about mine. We're just, you know, we're just here and present with each other. Um, and looking to share um, of, of self. Um, and especially when we didn't see a lot of this, you know, it, it's, again, this is the neglect thing. If, if what we saw role modeled from our family system was, you know, our, our, our parents for the most part were just um, chronically busy, stoically focused on providing. And, and, and again, if we go back through the generations, um, as long as your physical needs were met, then don't complain. Um, and that there's this undercurrent that your emotional needs were a burden to me. <laughs> Yet we all seem to be wanting to find somebody who will validate, approve, um, and give to us the things that we, we didn't necessarily get in our childhood. So um, this is where we're looking to continually give to and willingly give to our relationship be that of our time, of our attention. Um, you know, these are the things that we understand, can, you know, we need to continue to revisit and reinvest if we want long-term, healthy, stable, and yet joyous and, you know, relationships that still have desire um, and, and you know, pleasant intensity to them. That's, that, that, that doesn't happen effortlessly. That, that's, that's a continued commitment. Um, and that we've got good open um, communication with one another. Uh, this also will help, you know. This, you know, this continued turning towards our partner, reaching towards our partner. This also helps to keep the chemistry alive, you know. Because again, the more we neglect, the more we go outside of our relationship. The more we busy ourselves in work, social media, other. Um, other exchanges with work colleagues, people we met online, other friends, 
again, the more we turn away from our relationship, the more we, you know, the more we, we neglect the work we need to do in our relationship, the more vulnerable, the more likelihood that we're putting our chemistry and our connection, um, we're, 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 we're taxing that more and more. And as I say, uh, there's so many, so much opportunity to, um, and very socially acceptable these days to just step out of um, what we're in because it all got too hard um, and go start up with somebody else. But if we're not addressing these core relating dynamics, even if we do jump out and go to somebody who we perceive as more appealing, we're likely to create the same dynamic somewhere else. So if we are finding that more and more we're going outside our relationship, I, I would stop and really have a look at what that means for the relationship itself and do I need to start committing time, conversation and attention back into my relationship and simultaneously if I notice my partner is going more and more outside the relationship, is this also now going to be, we're, we're not, you know, we're, we're not um, necessarily going into panic because that's not going to help us either but we are recognising, hey, uh, um, is, our, is this a... Is this set of behaviours, is these, um, is, is this going to mean that our relationship long term is, is under threat, that we are starting to move towards a place that's going to get harder and harder to come back from, um, or we get to a point where over time we're, we're not even willing to, to, uh, to change the direction of the relationship. Um, so it's really seeing that as something um, to... Uh, put some attention on and also if we're talking about relational neglect how do I make sure I'm still keeping my presence in the relationship in terms of the amount of time we're spending together the, the things that we're engaging in having those important conversations um, you know making sure that um, we are um, keeping as present in our relationships as we possibly can understanding that the world is demanding our attention all the time too. So we're, we're making sure that we, you know, we're, we're not by uh, gradually um, spending less and less time in our relationship, but rather we're continuing to keep on top of that and continuing to commit and invest. So anyway, there you go. There's episode 143, Emotional Affairs and Relationship Neglect. Um, I think there's some, it's, yes, it's, sometimes it's, it's, it's these things that happen in increments and subtle, subtly over time that if we're not watching them, these are the things that really catch us out. Um, and I would really hate for that to happen because um, when relationships end, they can cost us a lot. They can cost us spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, and financially. Um, and if they do happen to end, um, then how do we do that in the most gracious and elegant way too? Um, but again, that might be an episode for another day. But thank you very much. So there's episode 143, and uh, thank you for listening. So as always, if you've been following along with the show for um, uh, an extended period of time or right the way through, um, my profoundest gratitude to you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you've just joined us, thank you. Welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you want to continue to support the show, 
uh, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find. And I'm very passionate about any kind of education that helps people get the most out of their lives. Um, and we're also available on a number of um, uh, podcast mediums, including Stitcher, Podbean, and also at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. By all means, uh, drop in and check us out there. Um, and if you've got any um, suggestions for episodes, uh, drop us a line. And if I think I know something, uh, you know, if I think I can throw my two cents worth in on that one, then I certainly will. Um, and by all means, um, check us out on YouTube too, the Sean Healy Relationship Resourcing Series on YouTube. Um, but uh, until we're with each other on another episode, as always, thank you for listening. My profoundest gratitude. And I wish you every joy and success in your life going forward. So until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.